step one, accept that accepting is gonna take time. Like no matter what, you cannot climb Mount Everest, as you said, in one day. Um, so yeah, second step, accept yourself. Accept what you're like, accept what your dreams are, and accept is everything else is not a, about you. I mean, like, if someone doesn't like what you like, doesn't matter. It's what you like. And as long as you're not hurting other people, you're fine. That's what you like. Uh, three, accept what happened to you, no matter how painful it was. And we mentioned about stop running, we mentioned about empathy, and we mentioned about finding, and here's the third thing we forgot about, uh, finding stuff that came out positive from that. And you mentioned the example of, um, of in your case, you actually realized your dream, uh, how you love uh, fantasy worlds, and how that led to your writing, uh, that very, very uh, traumatic uh, event happened to you, led yeah. to positive stuff. You were able to humanize the people that caused you, caused you that pain uh, with empathy, and you stopped running from it with the writing. You actually stopped running from it and started mending yourself. So, so yeah, that's step three, I said, whatever pain happened to you. Four, accept the people around you and accept that they're not, you're not gonna be able to change the people around you, but you can always change the people around you in the sense that you can choose who's around you. And that doesn't mean that you don't Without want- your to... picnic table. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean- picnic table. Mm-hmm. That, that was uh, the analogy. It doesn't mean that you don't want the meeting, just not yeah. at your picnic table, as you said. Yeah. So yeah, accept the people around you. That's the first step. And yeah, the change doesn't be, need to be dramatic. It could be one day you're hanging with them 50% of your time, then you could drop it down to 40%, then 20%. And then you yeah. may realize that 20% your relationship with them is healthy. So yeah. in that uh, percentage. And finally, yeah. have a routine uh, to make your days happier that yeah. go from having your morning routine, implementing techniques like being mindful about what you say because whatever you say returns to you somehow. Um, that's the example of saying, I'm happy when someone asks you how you are and you're gonna have to think about stuff while you're happy. And yeah, more importantly, uh, yeah, those are the things actually. Yeah, whatever, whatever you get into your mind, that's what you're gonna get. So yeah. Love it. Those are the five steps. And I think if we implement this, we can make 2020 the best years of, of your life. Like For right sure. Now, right now. Like, of course, accepting t- takes time. We mentioned that. But this is a great list to get started by changing the world outside of you, by changing the world inside of you. Well, welcome, everybody. This is the fifth ever Cyclo Talk in English. And today I have a very special guest that has a unique story that is gonna help us realize how we can make 2020 the best year of our lives by tackling our demons inside, by tackling everything that we have within and use and embrace those things we have inside to change the world around us. So yeah, I think her story is unique. It's a perfect analogy and a perfect example of you could do this yourself. You just need to find the common ground and yeah, let's get started. Her name is Stephanie Ann. She recently wrote an amazing book called A Poppy Rose. So I will say you got that 2020 started very, very interestingly. <laughs> yeah. uh, you're, you know, fulfilling your dream of being a creative writing professional. 
and now you're officially published, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah it's crazy, literally crazy. No, 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 I, it's like, wow. I Myself, I <laughs> want to write something so, uh, someday, published soon. So definitely gonna need pointers. Um, we're gonna have to do another episode about how to get a- For a, sure, for now. sure. I think that'd be very helpful because I feel like when I published, I was like doing it by myself. Like I was just literally just like, okay, like we'll see what happens. I would have liked the mentorship. So I think that's a good idea. Next time. Mm, yeah, Got it. we are doing that. But for now, let's focus on the story behind the book because I think that's what's gonna, you know, give us the perfect example of the topic of today, which is changing the world from within. So without waiting more, let's get started. Stephanie, I'm gonna start with one question. And is when do you get into writing? And is there a story behind that? Like, do you think you always like writing or is there something that led you to that passion? I feel like I've always been a fan of literature ever since I was really young. Like I always tell the story how my mom took me to watch the Chronicles of Narnia in the movies when it premiered. And I was just like, so fascinated. Like, I was like, this is like, so weird. Like this is, this is like not real. Like what's going on? Um, and so after that, like I fell in love with the movie and she took me cause she would read these stories when she was like a little girl. So she actually, she handed down her copies of Narnia to me, which I still have. And she's like, if you take care of these books, I'll get you your own. Obviously I take care of my books that they're like, they're my children. Um, and so I ended up getting like my own copies of the books and I just like read through them. I thought they were incredible. Um, I was like eight, eight years old, eight, nine years old. I was really little. And then I remember, cause obviously like Narnia has like a hidden meaning. Like it talks about, it's really religious. So it represents like Aslan is like God, the wardrobe is the Holy Spirit. And then like the witch is like the devil. And I was just so fascinated because I had just read a whole series and I was like, wait, that's what that meant. I was like, oh, like that's so that's smart. Like the metaphors, <laughs> like, yeah, I was like mind blown. I was like, how did I like not realize that? So that's when I fell in love with literature and how it can represent one thing for me and one thing completely different for you. I always found comfort in books. Like I would always like just absolutely like lose myself in books and just start thinking like imagining everything the way I wanted to imagine. Like it was like a movie in my mind. It was so much fun. And then as I got older, like I've always been like really open and honest about this. Like I suffered from PTSD and anxiety and like my escape were books like I was having like a really horrible day I just wanted to go home read Hunger Games you know see what's up at District 12 and Pan Am and whatnot and I used to um, I was really scared of the world so I used to see the world and travel through books you know whether it was like a real life thing or it was you know something fictional like Narnia or Hogwarts or Camp Half-Blood and Percy Jackson mm -hmm. and that is when I did find my love for literature and then when I was 12 one day literally just literally out of the blue i woke up and i was like mom i'm gonna be a writer she was like okay <laughs> you do that um at the beginning it was kind of like like my parents were like are you sure like you want to pursue writing like it's a tough career blah 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 um we talked it out and i realized that um i have other passions in life like besides writing but everything that i've done up to this point all signs always end up pointing to writing and when I started writing and like really expressing myself is when I started to sort of like 
me being dramatic, like stitching up my own wounds. Like I had been through like a couple of rough years. I feel like emotionally with the people that were around me, like I wasn't surrounded by the most positive people at one point in my life. And that really did take like a mental and emotional toll on me. And through writing, I expressed myself and I, I also got to know myself better. Like, oh, is that how I really feel? Okay, I should do something about that. And it just really helped me find my way and find myself and it's gotten me to where I am today. And so that is why it's just, it's super special to me. It's always been really special. It's always been something I've had within me. I like to think since I was really young. Wow, that's awesome. That's awesome, this is a very solid story. And when you say it as one day out of nowhere, I don't feel like it was out of nowhere. I feel like, I mean, have you heard about the law of attraction? Oh, for sure. I, li I live by the law of attraction. Like, that <laughs> is like my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Mine too. I mean, it's like, it's incredible the power of subconscious have. And you've been training your subconscious to lead to that yeah. moment. And that's something that I think is awesome. Oh my but God, I also, love that. Yeah, I no, love no, no. That. Yes. <laughs> we can go deeper into that later, definitely. I mean, <laughs> that's sure. something I also love and it's also, I also love it. Because people sometimes think that love attraction is a, you know, a crazy, weird thing that is, has no science behind it. But believe me, yeah. there is a lot of science yeah. behind this. And also, it's very, very proven to work in many ways. And we can go deeper into why, how, and, you know, I think it's, these are the kind of stuff that people don't dive deeper into them because sometimes they are not presented in the most you know, accessible format. So I think that's why we're here today to talk about, about that, about your story, about different stuff that needs to have a more accessible format. So having said that, I hear from your story, very interesting things. I heard first you found a hobby, but then you found as well a dream. And more importantly, you also found a way to deal with pain from yeah. the past like to remove pain. And that reminds me, there is a very cool phrase and I want to see what you think about this and to which point we have control on this. But I have heard the, the, the phrase, a pain is inevitable, it's gonna happen to you sometimes, it's gonna hurt, but suffering is a choice. Suffering is a choice you make. And if you continue to suffer, I mean, it's not a choice you're making. It's because you're deciding to wear that. I don't know. I mean, I, I would love to go deeper because I have no idea how you felt. And it's awesome that you mentioned PTSD, like you were open about it. So, yeah, that's what I want to, to ask you. Like, how true is the phrase for someone that actually went through something like the PTSD? Super true. I feel like, um, so what happened to me, I'm just gonna address it. And I'm, this is something that I'm really proud of myself. I felt like this happened to me when I was nine years old. I am 22. And it wasn't until like, guess quarantine, the world was collapsing that I could like openly talk about the situation. I was held at gunpoint with both of my aunts um, when we were like literally crossing the streets. I was nine, like they got beat up. Like it was like really bad. It really traumatized me. And obviously growing up in a third world country that is Honduras, I mean, a country that I love and adore for sure, but it's, it's better now, but it did go through like a really like rough patch when it was like super insecure. Like I was scared of the outside world, which is why I would just lose myself in books because I could go anywhere I wanted and be safe within confined to the walls of my bedroom, you know? 
Mm -hmm. um and it did take me a while for me to like I guess like really like work things out and like stop that suffering stop myself from not going to a dinner because I didn't want to leave stop myself from not going to the movies because I was terrified um but I do believe in timing and timing is perfect and I think that eventually I did work on not being scared on not being anxious on feeling okay again and I feel like when I got to college it was just like a completely different world for me and I was ready to go for it like I wasn't scared of the world I wasn't scared of succeeding I wasn't scared of being seen like I was ready to like work hard and make my dreams come true and that is why when I published my book last year October 12 2019 it was like I was ready to do that even though I've always wanted to become a writer I needed to go through that pain and suffering of figuring myself out and figuring out my emotions of cutting out people from my life that weren't benefiting me. They were, they were, they would criticize everything because I was unique and that I had dreams and aspirations. And I was, I don't think I know that I wasn't made to fit the mold. Um, and I don't say in like a show off way, like it's, you have to acknowledge what you're capable of and how powerful you can be when you go to do what you do what you love like if that makes sense like I feel like when I realized that I could become a writer which is what I've wanted to do since I was 12 and then I started writing I opened up my writing page I started getting such amazing reception from my close friends and family but like random people online they would just like find my page like hi greetings from Australia and I was like how <laughs> how did you get here like what are you doing <laughs> like thank you for this I really needed to hear what you had to say today and then that's when I realized like you know what maybe I'm not alone maybe my pain isn't just like unique to me like maybe other people do feel anxious and they feel sad and worried and and mad and conflicted and whatever like in the end like we're all not as different as we make ourselves out to be I feel like we are all meant to embark on different paths and succeed in different things, yes. But we all go through a process of change that allows us to bloom into the people that we want to become. And I think that my process came really early in life because I was, like, when you're nine, the world is, like, butterflies and sunshine and rainbows. And then to me, it was gun violence, poverty, corruption, like, things that weren't, you know, like, I don't think someone at nine years old should be that aware of like my childhood innocence was like cut in half so I do believe that that allowed me to grow up a little bit faster and I would like get frustrated because like my friends wouldn't understand when I would be like nervous like like why are you nervous like chill out like always we were like 10 11 12 like what do we know you know but instead of cursing life for the heartbreaks I thank it for the lessons it taught me because it's gotten me to where I am today. It's gotten us to this conversation. I, it's gotten me to the point where I can physically hold my book in my hand. And that is something to this day, like I know I'm a writer and I'm good with words, but I cannot explain what it feels like to have my book in my hand. Yeah, it's like, and it's something so special because of course, oh, sorry, my low battery came up. Um, <laughs> of course, it's something super special, like, I just can't explain it. Like, it's mine. Like, I know you can read it. Anyone else can read it because it's available for purchase, whatever. But that feeling is so peculiar to just me. And that is what makes everything worthwhile. Like, the whole journey was worth it. Like, from the moment that that gun got pointed in my head to the moment where I said, I am done. I am done with PTSD and feeling afraid. I'm going to go after my dreams. Like, the whole process was just like, 
and it got me to where I am today. And it's just like, you got to give yourself a little pat on the back. You know, sometimes we're our worst critics and for sure. A little bit off tangent, but definitely you got to feel the pain. You got to suffer, but you got to get up and go again and keep fighting for sure. Wow. Wow. That's awesome. <laughs> hearing, like so much. I mean, I have like so many follow-up questions from that. It's <laughs> 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 such a powerful story. And I, I, what I think is like so powerful about it is the fact that you're being so vulnerable about that milestone. But what you declare the milestone, the pain, yeah. the, the problem that changed your life. And I was listening to the other day to this podcast and they were talking about how you find your personal brand is by finding what problem did you so solve? Like what crazy problem did you solve? And how now, because you solved the problem somehow, you became qualified to help people with similar problems. And it feels to me like this problem uh, helped you, I mean, help you realize a lot about yourself, like beyond just that problem specifically and what the problem entails. But also empowered you, I mean, empowered both you to find a a solution that people can relate to, to solve the similar problems you went through, but also empowered you to solve many problems you had for yourself. So you wrote both for yourself and from the world. And those are two different yeah. outcomes. But in a way, you found a way to do it in one book. And um, I'm curious about how, like, can you describe a little bit about the process where, of you sitting down, how this became way more than a hobby? Because you were, cons- you know, reconsidering your toxic environments, you were considering your toxic thoughts. You were reconsidering everything. So I would love to hear about the list of things you helped you reconsider. Yeah, so I do think that, obviously, like I've always said, like writing has always been in me. Like it's something that I've always, just like I just organically like go back to, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's something that I feel like I didn't really pay much attention to that growing up. Because I feel like, obviously, like, when you grow up, you go from, I want to be a vet, so I want to be an astronaut, so I want to be a singer. Like, I swear to God, I swear, for, for, like, years of my life, I wanted to be Hannah Montana. Like, Mm -hmm. I thought I had, like, a singing voice of an angel. Like, I sound, like, you've heard me. Like, hello. Mm -hmm. Like, no. Like, I sound awful. Um, But I feel like, organically, I always just tend to go back to writing, to writing and reading, and that just how it makes me feel. I feel like in the end, the problem, obviously like there's a lot of things that you can't control. Like I can tell you, the problem was the way other people made me felt. The problem was that I lived in an insecure country. The problem was that I would get severely nervous and paranoid. Like I could tell you that that is the problem, but those are just external factors that in the end you can't really control. So instead of me getting pissed, at the world for what it's done to me. I decided to take action and do what can I do for myself. I can meditate. I can seek professional help. I can talk out my problems. I can write it out. I can spend more time doing what I love. I can put a pause to those friendships that were bringing me down, that didn't believe in me. I could look for new friendships or strengthen the ones that I already had. Like I took this whole like, it's kind of, I mean, it did take a while for me to realize it because again, like 
a young and naive like I was a teenager in freaking middle school like a child like I see I look back and I'm like wow like I've seen so much and I'm just 22 like what's next you know um so I did address I didn't see it as a problem I saw it more of just like a little step in the road but how will I get over it and I felt like once I started to work on myself and feeling myself and okay in my skin and confident in what I like to do like I like to read and write deal with it like if you don't like it literally go to the back of the line because I, I'm at this point where I'm just like that makes me happy and I do not want my happiness taken from you know I started making friends that understood me and accepted me and obviously like surrounding yourself with positive people is like monumental like thankfully I always went home to a really positive household like my parents are my best friends I love my brother I love my sister so when I was home like I felt fine like there literally weren't any issues but when you're 15 it's the people that you're in school with that feel like your whole world you know like so exactly so that's why I think that (laughs) it took like yeah like that's and I feel like even though I was receiving like so much love and support at home and I felt great like I mean, when you're 14 and 15, you just want to fit in, man. Like, you're not thinking about, you know, being, like, you just want to fit in, you know? And that's, like, that's normal. Like, we all go through it. Um, I do think that it did affect me a bit more than what I would have liked it to. But it just made me realize how, because people always tell me, like, you're such a unique person. Like, because I have, like, my crazy ideas and my different tastes and, like, all, like, you know me. Like, I'm literally bad. Like, I'm, I'm my, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So instead of having people see it as a bad thing, I found people who saw it as a good thing. Like you're freaking crazy, but I like that. You know, <laughs> you're loud <laughs> and you scream, but I like that. You know. <laughs> um, and I feel like that's when you just start to realize who and how you're investing your time, and that was monumental. And I feel like going to college and like being by myself, like completely, like living by myself, like doing my laundry, like cooking for myself, like, you know, taking care of myself is when you start to realize, I'm not going to let this little thing like bother me anymore. I'm not going to let this, like, you just start to realize a lot of things. And I feel like that's when you start addressing, not just like external problems. Like you let go of those problems you can't control, but you work on what you can control. And that's how I went about it. (laughs) That's awesome. That's awesome because I think now we're getting down to the main point i think there is is there something that people are gonna <laughs> no no i mean like all that all that all this is important because it's linked to what i think is the ultimate list of things that will help people change the world by changing themselves and it's realizing yeah. as you said it's all about control it's yeah. all about understanding that you have different expectations for yourself different expectations for your friends different expectations yeah. for your family maybe for your country and then for your world, whatever that means in that moment. And I guess like in a way, uh, basically you realize uh, there's a lot of stuff about myself that I can't control and the stuff about myself I can't control. So I'm gonna focus on the stuff I can control. And you know, maybe it's not about changing myself, maybe it's about changing the perspective about myself. Yeah, then, that's, know, that's a huge. It sounds simple. No, but it's huge. Hard. It's hard and it's huge, and it's because you cannot read uh, the label if you're inside of the yard. 
that's uh, actually an expression I really like. That's basically, if you're inside of a yard, you're inside of two, two into yourself, you cannot see yourself as an outsider. And that's difficult. Now, yeah. the same is true on, you know, about friends, for instance. Um, in this sense, sometimes you want to change your friends. I mean, there are a couple of options. You could either change the people you surround yourself with, yeah. or you could try, it, it goes the other way around. It's harder to understand how they're feeling and not see them as an outsider. Just like it was yeah. hard for you to not, to not, it was hard for you to see yourself as an outsider, it's hard for you to not see them as an outsider. And that is called empathy, having the ability to understand that maybe some stuff is not personal. Maybe, I mean, like for instance, when you're starting a project, uh, we were talking about this in the other talk the other day with a couple of entrepreneurs. And they were speaking about like, yeah, I mean, some people are like dreaming about the fact that in the instant they create an Instagram account for a project that they love, everybody's gonna follow them. Like all of their 100 followers, uh, 1,000 followers and friends are gonna follow them. And that's simply not true. Not everybody's gonna follow. Yeah. And some of that stuff is not personal. I mean, most of the stuff or everything is sometimes it's not personal. So I love that. So yeah, uh, about myself, thinking about yourself, what you control, what you cannot control, what you like, what you don't like. About your friends, what you control, what you can't control, how to mitigate that. About your family, yeah. in case in your case your family was amazing. Uh, so. Uh, like as you were speaking but for some people might be different so yeah same process think about what you can control what you cannot control i think then there is the fourth step is about your country maybe or your where you live as yeah. you say. like what you control what you cannot control and finally the world like understand yeah. like and saying like you don't have control stuff is maybe a hard statement it's more like saying, is it worth for you to try to control that? Mm -hmm. And for some people, it's going to be true. Like for some people, for instance, are very moved about being, you know, changing the world about being, I don't know, uh, the environment. They care a lot about the environment. And even though it's very, very hard to do that amount of change they want to do, they are doing it because it's their true calling. It's what they want yeah. to do. The true calling is actually, um, and yeah. So is, the question is, not what you can control and you can't control it's more like is it worth to try to control it or is better to change my mindset surrounding that yeah no for sure and i honestly i just wanted to really pinpoint on what you said about having empathy because that is so important like i have a friend who they grew up with kind of like a really rough childhood um they were really hurt by people they loved and i know this because I grew up alongside them, you know? Mm -hmm. And so they would come at me and just give me like a lot of like negative remarks whenever I'd say something that like something made me happy. It'd be like, oh, this and that, oh, that and that. Like they'd be like really judgmental about it. And for so long, I was like, God, like they're so mean. Like, <laughs> why are they so mean? Like, and I'd just paint them out as the enemy. And they were the enemy for lots of years. But then as I grew up and I started to mature, I realized they act this way because of this and this factor. And I feel like that shows such a sign of growth when you can humanize the person or the people that hurt you, you know? Like, I feel like a really like groundbreaking 
thing for me was going back to when I was held at gunpoint. Like they were doing what they had to do to survive. Because we live in a corrupt government where the government steals money and people don't go to school because there's no funding for public schools. There's no medicine to, like, I, I mean, obviously it wasn't correct and it did scar me for 14, 16 years, but I realized like, I, I understand why they did it. Like, I'm not saying it's correct, but you come from a point where you understand why things happened the way they did. And that is one of the reasons why one of my biggest dreams further along the line is when I've been like established and a career woman and whatever, I would love to fund a school in Honduras and give people the ability to go like to education because education changed my life. Like it taught me to work hard. There's a dream of, there's a whole world of possibilities. Like it's made me realize that. And I do believe that education should be a right and not a privilege. A privilege is buying a $2 million car. It's owning a mansion. It's going on. That's a privilege, but a right is education. It's food, it's shelter, it's water, it's freedom, it's safety. And those things aren't given evenly. And I believe I speak on behalf of Venezuela as well in a lot of Latin American countries and a lot of countries in the world. So that growth did come to me, like learning to be empathetic towards other people, because you can't just go about being like, oh, you're so mean. Like, of course, you're not going to like take it and just accept people being mean and rude to you. But you always have to know that there's a reason. There is a bully that hurt the bully. And it is a vicious cycle. And it's one that some people do end up cutting, some people don't, but what can you do about it? Just try to accept people as they are. Again, don't be like, insult me, you know, take all the shots you want. Like you gotta stand your ground and be like, hey, <laughs> that's not good. But you also need to be more empathetic because there are many broken souls and people that are hurting, just like you, just like me, just like anyone in the world. Like we've all been through our own crap and it's learning that that's why people act the way they do. And I feel like once you realize that, you kind of just like, I'm not the problem anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, detach yourself of their actions. Yeah, because I thought I was the one that was weird, that liked this and that and preferred to read a book and lunch rather than sit somewhere in the lunch. Like, you know, like I thought I was the issue. I realized I wasn't. I mean, obviously there's some things that I still work on with myself because of course I'm not perfect and no one is perfect, but you just got to learn to accept that you treat people with kindness, you respect other people, you support other people. You know, you have to learn to just be good to yourself and people around you. And then eventually like you'll figure it out. Like if that makes sense, like I feel like I'm getting a little bit off tangent. Um, but yeah, I do believe that empathy is growth. It's massive growth for sure. Wow. No, I love it. Like uh, you were mentioning like I mean for, for me something resulted a lot of what you said is the phrase it's not about you um and you use that in a way for you know humanizing even the yeah. people that cause you the biggest pain you have known um in your life in that sense or you know this traumatic experience and would you say that you even found forgiveness for sure but i feel like first i forgave myself because mm -hmm. i am who i am like that's it like I feel like I'm a person that if you talk to me within five minutes, like, you know what I'm about, you know, like. Mm -hmm. You don't make excuses about being yourself. Yeah. You're, you're yourself exactly. and whoever likes it, cool. Be part of my ride or exactly. die. Experience and exactly. And I, don't, mm -hmm. and I don't mean to find a friend that's like a thousand percent 
just like me. Like I have a friend who I love and adore and we're literally like, oh my God, like polar opposites, <laughs> like black and white. Like we're just so different, but we have mutual respect for each other. And he's never called me out for being myself and I can't never call him out for being himself. Like we do butt heads a lot, but mm -hmm. I love him. And I know that if I needed someone, I could literally just call him tomorrow and be like, hey, like <laughs> I need someone to talk to, you know? And I feel like that friendship with him and I've told him like he's like one of my best friends from college when I met him as like my best friend I was like I just appreciate the fact that we're so different but we get along because I felt like to some extent it's not like you were taught but I guess you just understand that you're not similar oh you can't get along you know but if there is that mutual respect that I was saying and you're comfortable with being yourself and he's comfortable with being himself like We've been friends since literally freshman year. We met, we met through house party on the app because I was talking to a friend and he jumped in and then my friend left and we just talked for like an hour and we were like in the same residence hall. Like, honestly, such a cute friendship story. Um, <laughs> that, that, that's awesome. This it's is... so cute. I know, right? Like, it's so cute. Um, yeah, you just got to learn to accept the fact that you are you. You're not going to change yourself for anyone because... When I was growing up, I was trying to fit different molds. Like, I want to do this, I want to do that, because I want her to accept me for this and him to accept me for that. But you got to realize, you know, not everyone's going to accept you for who you are. You just be yourself. And when I was trying to find myself through other people, that is when I completely lost myself. Like, I had no idea who I was. Like, what is Stephanie? What, what am I? Like, I'm just existing, you know? It's like, what do I like? What don't I like? And so that journey of self-discovery was like monumental for me because like now I know who I am now I know what I like in a relationship in a friendship in the work environment like I know I know what I like to do I can tell you right now never in my entire life will I ever be an accountant like I will tell you that mm -hmm. straight on never trauma not going back to that but I know that I could do sales I could do marketing I can do writing I can do communications and that just comes with taking it easy on yourself. Like you just can't, we're our worst critic. Like you got to chill. You got to be like, Hey, today was a crappy day. You know what? Tomorrow's a new one. Go to bed, meditate, go for a run, do whatever you got to do to relax, but just keep on going. All right. So first step, accept yourself. I think you that's, so, I think that's something we need to agree on. Like officially, if we are making a list of how to change yourself to change the world around you, the first step is yeah. accepting yourself. And stop making excuses about you being yourself. I mean, of course, um, there might be some habits here and there that might affect the people you love and those you need to consider if those are worth keeping. But yeah. about the stuff you like and about, yeah, I mean, the stuff, being clear on what you like is one of the most powerful privileges, I will say, because not everybody realizes uh, what they yeah. like um, and... I mean, even some people take like so long to realize what they actually like. Yeah. Um, I guess in my sense, I also was lucky that I really realized early in life what I like. Um, that's something that, I don't know, like I've seen a lot of close people trying to, you know, going through that. And it's yeah, for sure. once you find what you like, at least you have something temporal to hold on and say, this is my filter to accepting whatever opportunities come to me. But yeah, moving on keeping on on the topic accept yourself and yeah. what would you say if you will put it in um in a list like what would you say is the best way to accept yourself 
um, in a phrase? I feel like there's one, there's like this article that I wrote about how you can't go, I literally said this, you can't go out into the world and give your 100% if you're not feeling at your 100%. And I feel like that is like something that I wrote and I was like, oh, I like this. And I kind of ingrained it to myself because sometimes words just come to me and until later that I'm realizing, I'm like, oh, like that makes sense. I feel like we all have our insecurities, like for sure. Like I feel like I'm not 100% there with myself. I don't know if you are, but there's a lot of us who aren't and that is okay. Um, but one thing that I am really confident in is my work ethic. Like I know that it, what I want, like I'll get. Why? Because I persevere. I work hard. I mm. got to move things around to make things happen. Like my book didn't happen overnight. You know, it didn't. Um, and I feel like once you start, like think of it as a mountain. You're not going to climb Mount Everest in one day. Like you got to go little by little. So, you know, maybe first step is accepting your career. Second step is accepting you know, how good of a friend you can be. Third step is accepting that you like your hair, your eyes, your feet, like whatever, like, I don't know, you know. Um, and I do feel like um, self-love is not selfish. It's actually selfless. And it's gotten really mixed up in the media, like really taboo, like, oh, you love yourself? Oh, narcissist. Like, <laughs> you're all about you, like, blah, blah, blah. And like, it shouldn't be that way because I feel like if you accept yourself, then you can allow yourself to have better friendships better more meaningful relationships like mm -hmm. you can really connect with people like if i was feeling at my 30 percent, and you come to me and ask me for advice i'm only going to give you 30 percent of advice that's where i'm at you know what i mean yeah like like any and if you're in a relationship like if you love yourself at a 30 percent, and someone comes and loves you at a 35 percent, that's still failing but it's mm -hmm. five more than what you do so you kind of just settle you know so it's important to just think about that you know and it's it's a mountain it's hard it's difficult but slowly but surely you tackle it you climb up you climb everest <laughs> all right so now i have a first step before accepting yourself actually you just come up <laughs> climbing mount everest I'm just uh, no <laughs> well yeah in that phrase accepting <laughs> i mean first of all we i think we're gonna come up with a nice list about accepting different stuff but the yeah. first step is accepting that yeah. accepting takes time oh love that so love that. and even if you accepted 50 percent 30 percent 20 percent as long as you are increasing that percentage every time you are yep. progressing i mean even yep. if you decrease your acceptance because you decided there's some stuff that needs to change that's okay as long as that number keeps moving so accept, that accepting is gonna take time First. oh I, I love that that's good <laughs> yes we're doing a great job Love All that. right. <laughs> so, step two, as we mentioned, accepting yourself, and we can go deeper on that. Uh, three, a, and I think you went very deep and amazingly deep, perfectly deep into this. And I'm a deep person. <laughs> you're a deep person. <laughs> <laughs> accepting that what happened to you happened to you, for and sure. that's for any traumas, any pains, how those pains might have changed completely your belief in, for instance, for you change your belief about the world. You said the world is, this world is a world about violence and it's a dangerous world. So I'm gonna, you know, escape by going to this amazing other worlds, which turned out to be your source of a dream. And this, uh, that is awesome. But yeah. that's the process that you need to go through. 
that understand that yeah maybe that happened for a reason and even if it not happened for a reason if you don't believe there is a mystical you know force acting upon us um at least something good there's yeah. always something good that you can rescue from that and the other thing you mentioned is a empathy trying to realize that maybe it wasn't about you i mean more than forgive as you said i forgave myself for what happened to me because i realized it wasn't me it was these people that were probably you know in this horrible grew up in these horrible environments because of this corrupt government and whatnot and and yeah that's what they do to survive because probably that's what their parents did to survive yeah. and they were also maybe under a lot of pressure maybe the people the, the specifically the person that was holding the, the gun to you someone else was holding the gun to him like we don't really know exactly yeah and i'm not saying it's okay as you said exactly. i'm not saying it's okay i'm not gonna accept that that's not part of the reality i want exactly but it's not about yourself and it happened and mm -hmm. yeah you need to accept that maybe there is a way to find forgiveness there and there's a way to you know find something pos positive about the moment that happened. For sure. for sure i love that and when you were talking about like thinking about the past and all that i just want to share a quote that has stuck with me since i'm a child so in lion king rafiki says like the past you either run from it or you learn from it and i feel like running from the past will just make you keep running and not stop like it will tire you out like you just literally think of someone running on a marathon 24 7 like that's how it feels like when you run from things that have happened to you but if you learn to accept it you can pause take a break breathe then get up and go again you know what i'm saying wow that's a very powerful analogy i never thought about you know <laughs> well lying this is very wise <laughs> so i am a thousand percent gonna go watch lion king after this yeah <laughs> me too me too no, this is I, awesome. i'm a child i love Be it i'm a child because yeah it feels this way like you're if you're escaping from a problem you're not you know resting from it that problem is behind you you just keep running keep yeah. running until you cannot run more and the problem ca catches up to you and maybe you didn't you don't even stop to solve it for once and for all you actually come you actually take a break to yeah. you know deal with the problem for five seconds and then you keep running again and that's yeah. the problem the the problem is the problem if that makes sense the problem it does make sense the problem <laughs> is the problem now yeah. you're gonna address it or you're gonna run from it you know that's mm -hmm. you know what you do is up to you but yeah awesome so i'm gonna add for the accepting what happened to you there are three sub steps so far i'm gonna place them there we talk about empathy we talk about a we talk about acceptance no was it empathy well running empathy. not running that's one thing you need to do and the third one which was um was it time takes time something along the line no that's the first one the first step this is the wow well, and you said it i was like oh, i love that okay <laughs> well it'll come back to us later it'll come yeah. back to us yeah otherwise it's recorded so <laughs> for sure we'll go back <laughs> all right so yeah we have a couple of sub steps for the step three which is accepting to what happened to you we're gonna go deeper into those uh but yeah as i mentioned i really love lists that's why i, I know it's it's, yeah. it's just that i like like having people like here's this amazing conversation we had 
and these are the takeaways that you need to start implementing in your life if yeah. you're still i mean it's to make 2020 the best year of your lives and yeah, yeah. you got to break it down you can't climb mount everest overnight you got to break it down mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right okay so step four so we have step three which was accepting what happened to you now the next step is you will talk a lot about uh, the people surrounding you yeah so and we also talk a little bit about how the people how not everything is personal and yeah. a couple of things like that so accepting the people surrounding you are the way of you they are you cannot change them but you can change them just change who you're hanging with i mean it's this phrase where you cannot change the people around you but you can change the people around you so yeah i think you muted yeah there we go it does make sense it's like you gotta you can't change them emotionally and who they are but listen this friendship is no longer working for me goodbye sayonara thank you next like you also gotta like be a little bit ah, i don't want to say selfish but mm -hmm. like you gotta put yourself first and be like is it, are they really being there for me are they good for my mental health are they making me feel good or bad about myself you gotta ask these questions yeah no yeah. completely and you know here's the thing like um i actually could talk about relationships for a long because i really love the topic from mentorships to accountability partners to vacuums and uh, yeah. vacuums and chargers like i love that topic but here's the thing so people realize and it sounds harsh but here's the thing you not you don't it's not like you don't want them to keep eating i actually heard this phrase from a podcast the other day which was awesome you want them to keep eating just not at your table and that's oh. it like uh, you want them to do well in life like that's awesome yeah. Sim simply is that hanging with them maybe takes away energy from you instead of give you energy i love that that was honestly like that was perfectly phrased i feel like that also ties into empathy like like if i don't like you i'm not gonna hope that your world crumbles down you know because that is not that is not healthy for anyone to feel those emotions towards anybody but Mm -hmm. it is healthy to distance yourself it's like you know what i wish you the best figure your stuff out and you know like that's it i love that analogy love it explained mm -hmm. it perfectly spot on yes love it. cool <laughs> so <laughs> yeah it. so yeah that's the thing and also the thing is like it's not it's not that you need to do it one, from one day to another it's like you're not hanging with them 100 of the time and there's gonna be zero you could start yeah. by hanging them 80 of the time or yeah. then 50 then yeah. 30 then 20 and then without realizing it maybe even at 20 percent you realize that at that percentage our relationship is healthy maybe yeah th th that's so where that's where i want you or maybe you realize like i mean let's just you know not not hang out that much with that person and here's the thing there is very 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 funny people and very people that makes you happy and, Here's the thing, makes you happy in some ways. But toxic people can also be that people. I mean, that person can also be the same person that takes away energy of every time you hang out with them because they just speak about politics and how the world is crumbling. And I don't know, they start speaking about, you know, all this negative stuff. That even yeah. though this person is awesome in some ways, maybe the way they're acting right now or the way they usually, the things they like to talk about it's just the stuff that takes away energy from you. 
Um, yeah, for sure. And I feel like going on that, my mother always told me like, there's friendships for everything. Like there's a friend you're going to party with. There's a friend you're going to study with. There's a friend you're going to do this and that. And I feel like throughout, and she kind of, she did teach me that. And then I feel like throughout my experience in college, I realized that people that take off all of those boxes, those are the ones that you want to keep in your life like I believe in soulmates plural I do believe like I'm super old school like I do believe in like one romantic soulmate for everybody but I do believe that there are so many people that you meet that are your soulmates like they're your friendship soulmates like people that I've had with me since I was little people that I've grown up and met throughout you know college studying abroad growing up blah 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 and you just know like it's just so organic like, there's this spark and you just know and it's like you're meant to be in my life and i'm meant Mm -hmm. to be in your life and you know (laughs) and i feel like that's why when the whole quarantine thing began and the world was ending you know did the mayas predict 2020 or 2012 (laughs) did they screw up we don't know um that's when i really realized who's there for me who was checking up checking up on me when i was checking up on them and obviously a two-way street but that's when you realize and i feel like it's been good because i re-realized a lot of things and made me appreciate people that I already did a thousand times more and then made me realize maybe you're not so my ride or die that I as I thought you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. and it's important to ask these conversations and think about who's surrounding you at what points of your time because we all evolve like you Mm -hmm. and I like we know like you have your podcast going you know this is your passion I have my writing but we're so young and we're gonna continue changing but we continue changing knowing who we are deep down. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying that I figured myself out completely, but at least I know what I'm about in here. Um, oh my God, super cheesy, but that's no, so true. <laughs> no, it makes sense. And here's the thing, like, even though if you tomorrow realize that you want to, you're into surfing more than you're into writing, that's yeah. okay. As long as you have yeah. your first goal and your first goal is to be a writer. I mean, well, your current goal. And that's what you're focused on. And that's what you're giving you 100% at. And that's what wakes you up in the morning. So, mm-hmm. yeah, this goes for people that don't know yet what they like. Just something that you like a little bit. Yeah. And maybe if you start studying a little bit better what the thing is about, you start liking it so much that it can become your actual goal that wakes you up every morning until someday you realize, okay, I don't want to do this. I want to play the piano professionally. I mean, that's yeah. okay as well. That's, that's what okay. We get, a couple, we get more than, I mean, we get... An average uh, 70 years, uh, yeah, give or take. I mean, yeah, if you do yeah, very well, so you could get to the 100. I know people that get to 100. So, yeah, in a decade, a lot, a lot can change. A lot can happen. You like can for shift sure. industries, you can do whatever. As and as it's as obviously, like, also, like, 100% okay to have, like, no idea. Because I have friends that are like, Steph, like, you found your passion. How do I find mine? And I'm like, honestly... It just comes to you at the right moment, right time. Like, I do believe in timing and I believe it's perfect. Like, I always say, like, my dream since I was eight years old when I first watched Narnia was to go to London. Like, I fell in love with, like, the British <laughs> accent and, like, the culture and the history. Like, oh, my God, like, I love Shakespeare and um, C.S. Lewis and George Orwell and, like, all of these, like, British artists. Like, that's fine. And I was going to go to London. Then something bad happened. I had to, like, rush home to deal with that and it was super heartbreaking I had my ticket ready but you know when was the first time I went to London the weekend I published my book like how like 
and it was like random like i was just like oh you know what i have this ticket from last year i'm gonna use it this wow. weekend because i get you know uh, i was in uh co-op a year ago it's my pto like i'll take it and then my favorite number is 12 so i told my publisher like i just want my book out to be on the 12th like i feel like september 12 is too early because it's august 30 let's do october two weeks later i realized that had happened and then i was like like sort of got like I'm just walking up and down the streets of London with my book in my hand, like going back to the country that has the most inspiring authors that have inspired me to pursue this, that, you know, were there for me when my days were raining. I just wanted to escape and like get out of earth for a bit. Like it was such a special feeling that again, like I just cannot put it into words. And it's when I, you have those epiphanies that you realize this, like this is what I'm supposed to do. This is where I'm supposed to go. Like it just comes to you at the right time like you can't force something as magical and as special as your passion like of course it's going to change like like you said maybe like in 20 years i want to become a trapeze dancer like who knows what i want to do but it's just like it felt like giving... you were in that moment of the movie where the hero finally finds out what they want to do <laughs> yeah like you know in spanish how we say dale tiempo al tiempo you gotta give time time because time will time the universe higher power whatever you want to call it will put things in your way would put people in your way would put tasks in your way good jobs bad jobs great experiences horrible ones and it is how you decide to react to those that will ultimately make you realize i do want this like i wanted to publish my book a million things came up but i want it so i kept going and, and that just makes the result sweeter and, and then there's the butterfly effect like every decision leads to 500 more like uh -huh. every decision you make can lead to many many other doors to open but if you're not making any decisions, I mean, if, and you're complaining that the current decisions are bad, like you won't move from that step. But maybe if you take a decision, that's gonna open three other doors for you, that are then on, is gonna open and more doors for you and then you will be able to choose. And another thing about passion is that some people have the misconception that the passion has to be something like a technical skill, but it could yeah. also be like, Hey, I just really, really, really enjoy socializing. So yeah, and for sure. I really enjoy socializing. Maybe I could be a promoter of some kind, or maybe I just enjoy writing. So I can write for so many, many blogs, different yeah. stuff. Maybe I haven't figured out what my topic is. I haven't figured out, for instance, I really like personal growth, but for you, it could be something else. For the other one, it could be soccer. The other one could be, I mean, maybe you haven't figured out the topic, but you figure out the way, or you have figured out the way, but you haven't figured out the topic. And you exactly. can match. For sure. um, and I feel like another misconception is that you have to make money off your passion. Like that is not true. Like obviously, like I mean, I did publish my book and eventually mm -hmm. I do want to live off my book. Like that is the dream. But how did I get to publishing a book? I worked my co-op. I got hired part-time. I would, <laughs> my first co-op, I, I always say this, I was steaming mannequins. Like, you know, like what does that have to do with writing? Um, but it gave me the financial support that I needed to push forth my book to go to London to do this and that like I always say like a job is the job period and obviously like living off your passion is the dream for sure but if you aren't living off your passion at the moment don't beat yourself up for it because everything comes when it's supposed to come like right now I'm doing like a new job I'm in sales like I love it it's it's super different it's like I was saying like, it's a grown-up job like it's not like, like co-op internship like I'm literally like <laughs> grown up um, and I'm still doing writing because it still makes me happy and I do need my writing to make me happy. So 
even though it's not my main source of income, it's still, it's, it's for me. It's mine. And that's, I feel like when you know that it is your passion, like people work because they need to feed families, they need to feed themselves. But if you do what you love for yourself, you're feeding your soul. Deep. and that Deep. is when <laughs> and that is when you realize this is mine like i will keep it and guard it forever because this is what makes me happy and these will change with time but and it can be something as simple as baking or like running or like it doesn't have to be publishing a book like we all are different human beings like your passion can just literally be i don't know like sewing up cloth and just making tablecloth like i don't know like we're all so different mm-hmm. but you got to you got to take care of yourself. You got to take care of yourself so you can take care of other people. For sure. Mm, put the mask on before helping the passenger next down to you. Yes. Gr- mm. That is a great analogy. Yeah, no, no, no. That lo- I love it. I think you're it was killing, you're killing the analogies today. Like 10 out of 10, for sure. And, <laughs> and more that, that's actually one representation of the uh, kind of like, well, I wouldn't say law of attraction, more like info sponging, but in a way, law of attraction. Like, for instance, this is stuff like as you are talking, it triggers part of my memory. Like, for instance, this came from a video from Will Smith, but the other one came from a podcast and the other came from the other thing. Like, here's yeah. the thing. that's kind of how it works. Like, if you're feeding your mind stuff, that might not be necessarily useful in the moment, it might become useful later. And if not, you enjoyed consuming that. So that's the same for people. Like you're meeting people that might might not realize, but later in life they do, they have like this show that they want to invite you on and your your businesses align like so perfectly. Yeah. That's the idea. Like we are, if you're doing stuff well, that's why, why, why it works the phrase, People say people don't believe in the phrase that favors return somehow. Sometimes people are skeptic about that. A lot of people believe, a lot of people don't believe. And some yeah. people think that those who believe are just optimistic. But actually, statistically, somehow it's going to return to you whatever good you're putting into the world. Somehow yeah. it, it, it you know, recycles back. So, so yeah, no, for it. sure, for sure. I do believe in like vibes and like your vibes attract your, your, vibes attract your tribe. In general, like your wife, like, your tribe. Yeah, I mean, like for these sure. Races are, I mean, this is all going. No, 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 this is awesome. That's definitely I just... love it. No, but it's for <laughs> sure. It's like, it's like, I mean, you can't wake up and be pissed at the world because then the world's going to be pissed at you. Like, if someone cuts in front of you, you can't control what they're doing in the drive, like when they're driving. Like, if they're crappy drivers, like that's on them. But like, you can't control how you feel. Like, you're going to really get mad. Cause someone cut you through or you're just gonna be like, Hey buddy, take a chill, whatever. Crank up the music, crank up that bad bunny. Keep having a great day. You know, like you gotta mm. be more mindful. Oh yeah. Bad bunny is like my caffeine. Like I gotta listen to bad bunny <laughs> at 7 a.m. Um, you gotta be more mindful of these little things that maybe are just reflexes. Like you draw something, Oh crap, whatever. Like you cut, just be like, whatever, pick it up. You know, like you gotta be more mindful of how you, you are reacting and what is coming out of you because words have power. I'm a writer. I live by that. Words have so, so much power. So you got to change about super quick story. Fun fact. When I was working at Reebok, my coach asked me every day, Hey Steph, how are you feeling? When I was working out at four o'clock after work, we did CrossFit. Eh, I'm tired. Eh, I'm tired. For a whole week, she asked me how I was feeling. And on the seventh day, she told me, Steph, for a whole week, I've asked you, how are you feeling? And you said, you're tired. From now on, change to I'm fine. I'm good. I'm superb. I'm fantastic. Even though you're not feeling it, 
say it. I did. And I did feel a change. Like, what you say, lo que dices, recibes. What you say, you'll get back, you know? And it's important to be more mindful if you want to improve yourself. I love it. I love it. I love it because actually <laughs> something, I uh, heard this technique the other day, actually, the one you just mentioned. And, and basically, you say, if you use answers, stuff like, how are you feeling? I'm happy. Most of the time, people is going to ask you why. And you're going ha to be forced to think oh, about reasons why you're happy. Mm -hmm. So actually, I, 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 don't, I sometimes I forget to do it. But I, I did it like for a whole week. And it was awesome because actually people was like, what a great dancer. Like <laughs> immediately, like, I, 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 know, I don't know why, but people have an effect on it. And if they ask you, if you I mean, in the instant they ask you why, everything turns happy. Like, why am I happy? You, you could say grateful. And I, then, do, I do, yeah. I mm -hmm. do that in the morning. I wake up before I think, and I'm like, I, I'm grateful for this, 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 and that. I am sending my love to this person, that person, and that person. That just sets the tone for the day, you know? Like, mm -hmm. you're waking up, you're grateful. Because we have to learn to appreciate what we have. Like, I'm grateful I have a bed to sleep in. I'm grateful I can wake up and write. I know I'm mm -hmm. grateful for the notebook I just bought. Like, you got to find happiness in little things because it is so easy. And I mean, the pandemic taught me is it's so easy to get overwhelmed and influenced by what is out there. And you can't control it. I can't do that. So what can I do? Take care of myself. Take care of my close friends and family. And... Just learn to be more grateful about everything because gratitude sets the tone. It fills you up. It makes you better. It makes you happier. And you just set forth on your day with like a different path, a different vibration. You got to align yourself to the person you want to become and what you want to feel. And that I learned with my law of attraction podcast, which I will definitely share with you after we hang up. Mm -hmm. um, but you got to, it's like if you're a radio station, if you want to listen to country or rock and it's 102.9, why are you on 97.8 like tune it up you know gotta align <laughs> yourself to what oh, you want to feel Go my god it. i love this conversation <laughs> <laughs> no but yeah, yeah it's, it's awesome do. it's awesome and it's like um i heard the other day like your mind is like a garden you cannot you know expect to um put uh, tomato seeds and then you know strawberries are gonna grow up no yeah what yeah. you get in your mind is what you get and that goes for people that are skeptical about the writing stuff you're grateful about in the morning it's not because you're a hippie you know? it's because i'm gonna be you know no 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 it's because actually it has an impact on your whole day if you start by thinking positive because because you, it's gonna change as you said your radio channel instead of attracting the stuff is and here's the thing the word attracting also misleads people this actually means like you're going to keep focusing on. Yeah. Focusing on the stuff that makes you happy. Keep focusing on the stuff you're grateful about. Like, keep focusing on opportunities. Like, if you have a mind like, okay, today I'm going to have amazing opportunities, you yeah. are, your mind is going to start looking for those opportunities. Like, maybe, I don't know, like, a contact using your phone, if you weren't looking for opportunities, this name that you see in your phone is not going to trigger, huh, this is the person I might want to invite to my podcast. And that's how I got Stephanie Ann on the podcast. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I mean, that's, you get what you're looking for. And if you, in the morning, 
you and the way to change what you're looking for is by in the morning doing this exercise like uh, i don't know if, if being grateful is not something that i mean if writing a gratitude journal yeah, is not something exactly. that is for you there's other stuff but just yeah, like be sure. mindful about how you can change your focus of the whole day like maybe for, for sure. you it's like, just I don't having a poster write it down mm -hmm. but as soon as i wake up i just say it in my mind like that's what works for me mm -hmm. i did try like gratitude writing for a bit um but it's just like i don't know like i just wake up think about it get going do whatever i need to do listen to my podcast whatever it's so important though to also like have a routine because habits build success anything that you want and for the past i changed my routine for the past week so i wake up gratitude prayers eat a banana go for a three mile run come home breakfast shower work and i swear to god it's like oh it just feels good to have a routine like you go to work you're happy like you i because obviously like everyone has their different way of dealing with stress and whatever i deal with it by meditating and running i took up running two months ago adore it never done it before i'm like obsessed like i'm cranking up daddy yankee and bad bunny and i'm just like having the time of my life at 5 a.m no i swear to god it's like 5 30 i'm like running like yeah but like whatever um and yeah so definitely definitely building up that habit and again like taking it easy on yourself it's gonna take time you gotta try a bajillion different things before you get to where you want to go but for sure change yourself before you go out to the world and change it that's awesome awesome i'm gonna now take the conversation back to our list because you are you keep adding cool stuff i keep uh, adding don't i yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, remember so far we have said accepting yourself and uh, accepting that accepting takes time then yeah. we talk about accepting you not not make excuses about yourself accepting what happened to you in case you have any you know pain or uh, you know pain to lead with uh, to deal with yeah. then for it was as accepting the people accepting the people around you we were speaking about accepting the people around you um, and that means the fact that they may, might need to change that you might need to change the people around you but first you need to accept which ones you know accept and which ones you know slowly reduce yeah. and now you mentioned something about one a having actually i think we condense it in one list having a routine to make your days better we talk about multiple techniques for you was having a morning ritual in the sense that's more like more like a routine a morning ritual completely like no matter what if your rest of the day goes crappy you will have done your one most important thing which is yeah. what's your morning ritual and you know there was something good in your day before you start your day for somebody else you did your day for you so yeah. that's on proactive mode instead of reactive mode because after that ritual you start getting into the reactive mode and love that mm -hmm. i very 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 towards being proactive about your life and i say uh, actually also heard it from a podcast the other day uh the mindset mentor podcast which i'm gonna share with you um sure. they, they mentioned that there is a uh, two persons the one before the phone and the one after the phone because in the instant you grab your phone you start being reactive like you start be having to deal with an external world so, yeah. while if you wait like dedicate two hours in the morning to yourself without thinking about the external world about yourself i mean that's still possible but instant you have contact with the external world you gotta think about your priorities and your tasks and your responsibilities with the external world 
So yeah. that's something else. So yeah, uh, having a routine to make your days better. Morning routine, definitely. Uh, being mindful about how you react. That's something else you mentioned along these lines. Uh, then you also mentioned uh, trying to answer. That's actually a very nice technique, the one answering happy. Like being mindful about your words. Your words have power, and that came from a writer. So you, you got to believe it. So it must be true. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah. Um, so, yeah, we have those five steps. Other than that, I know we're a little bit past the time. So I want to see, no, for, great if you want to keep this going. I am very happy. Just want to be respectful and acknowledge that I'm, you know, not respect, respecting completely your time. So yeah, I wanted to make sure that it's okay. So, right. so yeah, I have those five lists, uh, five steps for the list. There is something else that you think you will add or... I think, I think we're good. We're good for today. We, we did a good job. Yeah. Five. Yeah. Emphasis in for today because this for today. conversation <laughs> is. Emphasis. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. We're going to need to keep this conversation going in a oh, second sure. episode so, because so. this is awesome. This uh, is awesome. Honestly, I need it. <laughs> Sometimes you just need to have these conversations. Like you just need to. And I'm like, it just, it changed my mood. Completely. Thanks for having me. Honestly, super honored. Adored mm -hmm. every second of it, for sure. No, no, no. Thank you. Thank you. So I'm going to repeat one last time, and then we are officially done with this amazing We're closing the curtain. <laughs> so, yeah. Step one, accept that accepting is going to take time. Like, no matter what, you cannot climb Mount Everest, as you said, in one day. Um, so, yeah. Second step, accept yourself. Accept what you're like, accept what your dreams are, and accept is everything else is not a, about you. I mean, like, if someone doesn't like what you like, doesn't matter. It's what you like. And yeah. as long as you're not hurting other people, you're fine. That's what you like. Uh, three, accept what happened to you, no matter how painful it was. And we mentioned about stop running, we mentioned about empathy, and we mentioned about finding, and here's the third thing we forgot about, uh, finding stuff that came out positive from that. And you mentioned the example of, um, of in your case, you actually realized your dream, uh, how you love uh, fantasy worlds and how that led to your writing, uh, that very, very uh, traumatic uh, event happened to you, led yeah. to positive stuff. You were able to humanize the people that caused you, caused you that pain uh, with empathy, and you stopped running from it with the writing you actually stop running from it and started mending yourself so so yeah that's a step three accept whatever pain happened to you four accept the people around you and accept that they're not you're not going to be able to change the people around you but you can always change the people around you in the sense that you can choose who's around you and that doesn't mean that you don't Without want your picnic table mm -hmm. And that, table. Mm, that, that was a, the analogy. It doesn't mean that you don't want a meeting, just not yeah. at your picnic table, as you said. Yeah. So yeah, accept the people around you. That's the first step. And yeah, the change doesn't be, need to be dramatic. It could be one day you're hanging with them 50% of your time, then you could drop it down to 40%, then 20%. And then you yeah. may realize that 20% your relationship with them is healthy. So yeah. them in that uh, percentage 
And finally, have a routine to make your days happier. That yeah. can go from having your morning routine, implementing techniques like being mindful about what you say because whatever you say returns to you somehow. Um, that's the example of saying, I'm happy when someone asks you how you are and you're going to have to think about stuff while you're happy. And yeah, more importantly, uh, yeah, those are the things actually. Yeah, whatever, whatever you get into your mind, that's what you're going to get. So yeah. Love it. Those are the five steps. And I think if we implement this, we can make 2020 the best years of your life. Like For right sure. Now, right now. Like, of course, accepting takes time. We mentioned that. But this is a great list to get started by changing the world outside of you, by changing the world inside of you. So yeah, keep making 2020 the best year of your lives and keep side flowing. <laughs>